insurrection, obstruction, indictments, civilly liable for sexual abuse. The one man responsible for all that could be sitting in a prison cell on election day and still be elected commander-in-chief for these United States. That man is beholden to Putin, weakened NATO the last time around, and is currently tying himself to wealthy Saudi oil money. He enriched himself when government stated his property. He campaigned on wanting to use government to go after his political rivals and wants to expand executive power. If Donald Trump is re-elected, our nation is lost. So let's roll up our sleeves, get to work, and tell the MAGA folks no more before it's too late. That is 914-803-4131. You can also join us in the YouTube chat at youtube.com slash liberaldanradio as well. If you happen to be listening in the blog talk radio uh, website and you're in that chat, just come on over to YouTube. It's easier just to do it all in one place. Shouts out to Elizabeth and Aaron who have already joined us in the chat room. Shouts out to uh, Britt Gandolfi who may very well be listening to us at home as well or wherever they are watching in their uh, watch party. Uh, we are doing a special live broadcast during uh, the election results, which should be starting to roll in any time now um, in Louisiana. Uh, we should be seeing uh, the absentee ballots rolling in first and then some other races as well. Um, it is one of the races that might be interesting to see uh, simply because of the fact <clears throat> you have a lot of Republicans running in the Secretary of State's race. And there are so many Republicans, but only two Democrats. If the Democrats managed to get their votes out properly, and if the Democrats voted in a certain way, if, if the Democrats split the vote evenly, and the Republicans split the votes evenly, you could see two Democrats in the runoff and have a Democrat Secretary of State in this red state. That would be an interesting thing to happen. It would be great. Uh, and that would simply just be a math issue and a perhaps greedy candidate issue and a Republican Party, you know, being not being a good uh, steward of their candidates, I guess, and them trying not basically telling their candidates, look, you know, we have lots of candidates in this race and you're risking us losing a seat. Why don't some of y'all drop out? Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, will that happen? I don't know, but it is a possibility that that could happen. Uh, in most other races, you may very well see a runoff just between one Republican and one Democrat statewide if a Republican doesn't win it outright. You have that might very well be the case in the governor's race. Excuse me, where there are there is there is a Democrat running against. You know, there's another Democrat running besides Sean Wilson. 
Um, but I don't think that person has been getting a lot of press other than, um, you know, Sean Wilson. Sean Wilson is the official endorsed Democratic candidate. So it's most likely if you don't see Jeff Landry making the runoff, if, if a Democrat makes the runoff, it'll probably be Jeff Landry eh, against Sean Wilson. I'm hoping that maybe somebody else makes it, manages to get more votes than Landry, but I don't necessarily see that happening. Um, but then, but it, it's a matter of does any one of the other Republican candidates out there, like a John Schroeder, manage to get more votes than Sean Wilson? Or does Hunter Lundy, who is the independent candidate, manage with his commercials to get enough votes out there to eke past the uh, the other candidates? I, I don't think so either, but um, because he makes too much sense on some of the issues, but he's not well-known enough, and then he's not going to win over the Democrats in the, in the primary, at least, because he's too extreme on several other issues, like the social issues that he wants us to all ignore. Oh, we do have some results currently in the Secretary of State's race, according to WDSU, which is, at the moment, two Republicans are in the lead, uh, with Gwen Collins, uh, Democrat, and third, and then the other Democrat, Arthur Morrell, uh, taking back. But that's not a lot of results yet. Let's refresh this Secretary of State's race, where we could see um, some votes are in, zero of uh, 3,929 precincts reporting. I guess I could put this on the alternate screen as well, where we have the for governor. We have uh, 25,000 votes in for Landry and Sean Wilson, the Democrat, in second with 9,000. But the moment when it comes to the uh, 12 of 64 parishes reporting, uh, you only have you have Jeff Landry with the lion's share of them. However, if you look at the results by parish, you won't see Orleans most likely. Um, my guess is you're not going to see Orleans reporting yet. Or if they are, have, nope, yeah, you have not. Uh, you, there are no absentee reports coming in from Orleans and zero of 351 precincts reporting as well in that race for governor. So it's one of the big piracy um, theories brought up by uh, the Republicans, especially by Jeff Carrere, is that, uh, oh, the Orleans Parish people report late, and that's somehow sketchy because they, their results come in last, so they think that that somehow means something when it probably doesn't mean anything at all. So we can flip around some of the other websites as well, but let's, let's look at – we got some other races looking at. Um, Secretary of State, um, who has the lead right now, Mike Francis, and then 19% for Nancy Landry. Another Landry in a race, Attorney General, um, Morell, and then Stefanski, uh, Lindsey Cheek is the one I voted for, um, Treasurer, we have John Fleming and Dustin Granger, I voted for Granger, obviously, um, prohibits use of private funds in administration of elections, so far, this one's out to a lead, provides that the freedom of worship is fundamental right worthy of the highest protection. For some reason... The way this one is worded just reminds me of a scene in, in Game of Thrones. Like, if you've watched Game of Thrones, right before they get rid of uh, the, um, 
what's that's not Stannis Baratheon. What's the name of the of the uh, the head of the um, the King's Guard before they replace him, like with Joffrey uh, for King Joffrey's King's Guard, and he he takes away his. his quits, he runs away, he ends up going to help Daenerys Targaryen, or whatever. I read this the way that it's kind of like, reads that the protection of the king is of paramount importance. I voted no on this one, simply because the fact it seems redundant and unnecessary, and it seems like it's, it's rife for abuse by religious extremists who then want to use that to be able to force religion on everybody, like in schools and stuff like that. So I voted no, but I'm sure it's going to win because it's stupid. Um, Dedicate certain payments applied to the state retirement system, unfunded accrued liability. Um, I don't necessarily, I, again, I don't necessarily like dedicating certain payments simply because of the fact that what happens if you're if stuck and you need to use them for something else? Nah. Restricts ad valorem tax exemptions for certain nonprofit or organizations. I think I voted yes because that, um, it, it was basically if, if your property was in disrepair, you, you didn't get a tax exemption. I was like, okay, good. That sounds fine. Um, so there was that that was coming in. Louisiana legislature races. Let's check out how these are going so far. Do, 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 do. Um, it's currently with the apps. This is just I mean, zero of 87 precincts reporting. Uh, absentee voting from one of three parishes, and I'm assuming the one parish seems probably St. Tammany is my guess. Uh, no, actually, well, let's see. It's Washington Parish that is 100% of the of the parish reporting St. Tammany, uh, where um, Britt got 655, uh, Gloria Cates got 619, and Beth Mizell got 3,313. A uh, total of 4,587 votes, um, precincts reporting, and that's just the absentee. That's not same-day voting. So as of right now, uh, that's how that res- those that's how that results those results stand so far from the Louisiana Secretary of State's uh, website. And let's go back to legislature races for the state representative. Let's scroll down to 91, see how that's going. Nothing has been reported for this one as well. And again, not surprised since Orleans didn't report for the governor's race. Orleans isn't going to report for 91 as well. So we'll probably be waiting a bit on that race as well. So those are the races that we've kind of been looking at um, for you know, in, in the podcast. And the ones that we'll be looking at so far, we'll be looking at 91. We'll be looking at 12 for the Senate. We'll be looking at uh, the statewide races as well. Uh, so, so far, we have one precinct reporting now, so we have some changes going on in that. So a little bit of a small update going on, but no big real, no real big change in the statewide results so far. I uh, looked at Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser, uh, 69%. Nice. Um, I, I don't really expect any change in this. Uh, Billy Nungesser is a, is a pretty popular guy. Uh, Lieutenant Governor is not that controversial of a position. Um, my wife happens to know, I mean, Billy Nungesser's wife, I think before they got married, um, I think they were still, they maybe, the, I don't know if they were dating at the time or, or what, but Billy Nungesser's wife or the woman who share uh, came to our wedding uh, <laughs> before they were married. Uh, 
Cassie, my wife, worked on his initial campaign stuff from, from where she previously worked at at a previous employer. So, like, he knows he'll recognize her if he sees her out. So it's 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 an interesting thing. Like, the right now, my wife is working on a book uh, for her employer, and they're working on some book for the Louisiana, for Louisiana tourism industry about Louisiana governors or something like that. And when when my wife said this, she 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 knows Billy Nungesser. Oh yeah, I know Billy. And she's they were like, what? Really? Wow. So. It's, it's it's they were all shocked or whatever whatever so just like you know me knowing steve scalise whatever you know it's not something i necessarily bring up as is is you know I'm, I'm very i'm not very excited that i know steve scalise it's just an interesting tidbit that i know steve scalise you know great i know the guy that says he's uh david duke without the baggage lovely <laughs> so any, any changes happened here so far that are at all interesting for Secretary of State? I uh, got 19%, 18%, 17%, 17%. Lots of splits going on. Um, Morel's still back here at 10%. Nothing, nothing really exciting. I expect um, Arthur Morel, I don't know where, I think, that's, here's the thing. I think Gwen Collins Greenup is from New Orleans. I know Arthur Morrell's from New Orleans. So I expect his votes to go up. I also expect her votes to go up. It's very well possible that his votes could go up a lot. And all her votes would need to go up would be a little. It's very well possible that once the Orleans Parish votes could start coming in, that they could start making up that difference. I don't know if it will be enough to overtake those percentage differences, she could very well make the runoff when the Orleans votes comes in. Comes in. It'll be interesting to see if Arthur Morell's votes could make the difference, make up the difference, and come in. We'll see. We'll see if that happens. Um, let's see. Nobody's calling yet. Okay, good. Uh, I don't expect too many phone calls to take place here. Of course, if candidates want to call in, they're more than welcome to. Especially, especially if they win. Would love to have an. Would love to have an interview of a candidate uh, when if, after they win. Um, that would be awesome. That would be total awesome sauce. So let's see. So let's let's go back to the regular scene and just start talking some other stuff at the moment as we as we wait for more more election results to roll on in. Um, we're gonna just kind of take a peek and, and see about what's going on. I really hope that Landry doesn't win it in in the in the first. I really hope that that he that people are able to pick away at the leads. I mean, again, it's only one percent reporting. It, it this should this and if, when Orleans Parish comes in, Orleans Parish is going to bump Sean Wilson up more and should be enough to to eat away at Landry's lead enough to to force a runoff. And then then the question will become this is this is the thing. The question will become what will happen. Because we know we know what happened with John Bell Edwards and the last two elections. Uh, eight years ago, John Bell Edwards ran against David Vitter. John Bell Edwards decided uh, he ran against. Well, it was because David Vitter made the runoff with John Bell Edwards. John Bell Edwards made the runoff with David Vitter. The the centrist folks in the middle, basically, and the independent voters, basically said, well. 
John Bell Edwards is conservative enough of a Democrat where we can tolerate him as governor because we don't want the guy who ran on family values and then slept with prostitutes. Yeah, Liberal Land Radio is a sex-positive podcast. We, uh, we, uh, we, don't, uh, we believe that, it, that that's a profession that should be valid, but if you're going to be a hypocrite about such things, that should automatically disqualify you. However, uh, then four years later, you had uh, Rasponi, who was running against um, Edwards. And the, the election was much closer, but Edwards, again, conservative Democrat, and Rasponi was a Trump carbon copy, but who looked like a deer in headlights. When he was at the one debate he was in, he looked like a deer in headlights. He had no idea what he was doing. And it was a close race because there was a lot of people in Louisiana who the difference between Vitter and Edwards was, was much more vast than the difference between Rasponi and Edwards, but there was just enough of a difference to let Edwards win. Here, we're going we're gonna to see, we're going to have a much different question is whether or not, because I, I don't think that Sean Wilson is as conservative as John Bell Edwards is. So the question will be, is, is there enough, are there enough people in Louisiana who are willing to reject Jeff Landry and vote for a Democrat? Or will there be enough people in Louisiana who sit home and are like, well, I can't vote for Sean Wilson, but I can't vote for Jeff Landry either because of Jeff Landry's issues with uh, accepting contributions from the lawyer who uh, defrauded many folks who were trying to get help after Hurricane Ida. That's one thing that I would think that people would want to reject. And that's, thing, that's something that's probably going to get, I think, a lot more play during the, uh, during the election, during the runoff election, if there's a runoff election. I'm frankly surprised at the moment that without any Orleans Parish votes coming in, that what we're seeing right now, that, that Schroeder doesn't have more than 8%. That Schroeder doesn't have more than 8%. That Schroeder's not in double digits. Not surprised that Stephen Waggispack is at six percent with what's re- being reported right now. I'm not, I haven't refreshed the results yet, so it could be it could be different. Um, you know, Waggspack used to work for Jindal. Jindal was very popular at one time. He's not very popular anymore. I could have expl- if people would have listened to me, he would have never been popular. But you know, that just that is what happens when people don't listen to liberal Dan because you know I knew what I was talking about, but nobody wanted to hear it. Because everyone just thought I was whining because, you know, I lost to him. But I educated myself. Again, nobody listens to me. It is what it is. Thank you, Donald. And um, Hunter Lundy at 5% from this thing. Let's, let's refresh these results and see if anything more is coming in. Because maybe it's, maybe it's slightly different. Um, no, we got Jeff Landry still at 52%-ish. Sean Wilson at 23%. It's the same thing. Nothing, nothing. Four precincts now reporting. Nothing much has changed. And then absentee from 50 of 64 parishes. I'm sure, again, still not Orleans. Um, we'll check that. Yeah, absentee reporting is 0% from Orleans as well. Not shocked at all. <laughs> not one bit. Anyway. So 
We'll, we'll let that sit a second. We, we're not going to necessarily talk just elections for the night. We're going to talk about some other things for a second. One thing I wanted to talk about tonight is the whole Republican mess up in Washington in that uh, the Republicans were completely stupid when they created that new rule or the rule that took place that would allow them to, with one person, be able to call the votes to remove the Speaker of the House. That was just dumb. Why was it dumb? Because you shouldn't have set it up. You shouldn't have set it up in such a way that allowed them to remove a Speaker without having a new one in place. What should have been done is allow a vote for a new Speaker And then once you voted for a new speaker, the old speaker would be removed. So don't don't just say we're yeeting the speaker currently without having one to replace one with. You should have basically said, here's the rule. You're going to have a vote to pick a new speaker of the House. And then once the House picks a new speaker, the old one goes away. That way you could have done business and continued to do business while trying to replace the existing one. Now, could that lead to some problems? Maybe, but guess what? You wouldn't have been left with the situation where we're left in now where you don't have a speaker of the house. And now we have to deal with a situation like we have in Israel where we're having to make decisions as to what we want to do when we have a neutered house of representatives with no speaker of the house and a Republican party that, People say they refuse to lead. It's not that they refuse to lead. They're incapable of leading. They have no capability of leading whatsoever. So that's only proof that in the next upcoming elections that we need to elect a Democratic majority because the Democrats are the only party in Washington with the capability of leading. What's going on right now is, is any evidence of who needs to be in charge in Washington this is it. You need the Democrats in charge because the Republicans have no capability of leading whatsoever. Period. End of story. The way it is. And there's another thing I wanted to look up. I should have looked this up beforehand, but, you know, I was went to tacos with the family and then uh, we went to Target trying to look for a couple things at Target. And we got home and, you know, I was done with it. And then um, see how many Jewish... Uh, Republican congressmen are there. List of Jewish members of the United States Congress. Um, I want current. This, this is in the past. I want current people in the in the House. I want current. I don't want present. I don't want the historical list of the people in the House. I want the current list. And I want how many Republicans there are. Because this is this is this is the issue that I wanna this is one of the issues that I wanna say. Like because I mean there are a bunch of them are gonna be Democrats, sure. But how many Republicans are there? Um Jewish members of the one hundred eighteenth Congress. Um, there's only two Republicans. Oh, well, can't make it, can't do it. Can't, can't make the point that I wanted to make with this because there would have needed to have been like four or five Republicans in the house, um, 
in order that are Repu- that are Jewish in order for me to make this point that I want to make. Oh well, because if there would have been more, I could have said something to the effect of, well. If you're a Jewish Republican and you're trying to make a big stink about Israel and what's going on in Israel and how you want the Congress to be able to have a vote together and support Israel, then what are you doing supporting the Republican Party who's refusing to lead? You have a Democratic Party who's saying that we need to get a vote on the floor to be able to support Israel, and, they, and the Democrats are offering a bipartisan solution to be able to get together and make a compromise. All you got to do is come join with the Democrats. Well, what are you going to do? But since there's only two of them, they don't have the ability. So unless they had, unless those Republicans could get together and be like, hey, bring a couple of other Republicans along who, who, who want to put the country ahead of party and do the right thing. But Republicans don't put country first. Republicans put country fourth. Maybe it used to be third, I think, but now it's fourth. Before it was, you put, before it was like, you put party first, you put, maybe it was God first, then party, then country. Uh, now it's Trump first, then God, then party, then country. That's how, it, that's how it works at this point, because it's Trump first before anything else, then God, then, then party, then, then the country can come at some point. And maybe it's fifth, maybe something else falls in there too. Who knows? Because, you know. It is what it is. Thank you, Donald. Pardon my snacks. I, I've been craving some cookies. And like for the past week, I've been craving some cookies, and everybody in my house ate them. So. Anywho. You'll have to deal with me eating, chewing on some... Um, And I'm wearing my shirt. I hate morning people, and it's Stitch. And the bottom of the shirt says, and mornings, and people. (laughs) So I'm a big Stitch fan from Disney. So Stitch is my favorite character. I've been doing a, um, nerdy-wise, I've been doing this um, league at one of my local gaming stores where it's like a card game that's that's Disney-based. And you get extra points in the league if you wear a Disney-themed shirt. Um, and each week I've worn a Stitch shirt, and each week I've worn a different Stitch shirt. And I think they've been impressed with the fact that I've had a different Stitch shirt every week. <laughs> and I have one more to wear, and then I'll, I'm, I'm going to have to start recycling. Because I, I only have seven. Apparently I only have seven Stitch shirts. I don't have eight. What, what is it? It is what it is. Thank you, Donald. Um I said it's Stitch going, <laughs> hey, Jojo Mojo, Jojo, what's going on? Good to see you. Thank you for joining the chat. We are just checking out the uh, results from the, from the uh, Louisiana elections and talking some other stuff. Um, just recently did a little rant about how the Republicans are stupid for how they set up the rules in the, um, in the House of Representatives to basically make it so that they didn't try and replace, to have a replacement already in in place when they did the vote so that when they did the vote, they could be like, okay, well, here's the vote to replace and here's the new guy. So you didn't have a, you didn't have a uh, lull in leadership like they do now. And they're an embarrassment. Republicans tend to be an embarrassment on many, many things. 
And we're still – Sean Wilson's up to 23%. Jeff Landry's at 53%. Uh, John Schroeder's at 7% instead of 8 Steve Wagapan's back's at 6 Hunter Lundy's at 4 Barnes at roughly 5 So most of these other people, that, that's basically it. That's basically all the people who are in this race who who really count. Uh, Non-guessers, 69% again. Um, Secretary of State's race, again, we, we, we're still seeing 54, 64 parishes. Again, I'm sure Orleans is not one of them yet. Um, so Arthur Morrell still hanging around 10%. Uh, Glenn Collins Greenup is still about 17%. I, I'm waiting to see what happens when those Orleans absentee ballots start showing up to see how those results change and then to see what happens when the Orleans precincts are voted. Because again, Orleans parish votes make up a good chunk of the electorate. And so um, <clears throat> and when they, can, when they come in, they can have a big difference in the results of an elect uh, in the results of elections. And again, we're looking at the, uh, Oh, we got some more results in the 12th senatorial district race. Let's switch back here to the alternate. Um, we've got absentee reports from all of the parishes right now. Uh, 10,000 total votes. Uh, we've got, uh, let's see, they didn't do the, well, the, I guess the, the totals for the votes for everybody is on the previous page before. So let's go back to the previous page. Uh, we have 76% for Beth Mizell, 13% for Britt, and 10% for Gloria, which, I mean, way to look at There's two ways to look at it. Um, you know, in a jungle primary type runoff, you know, you, you don't want Democrats fighting each other for seats. But in a three-way race, or for votes, but in a three-way race, in reality – as long as the Democrats are, are working to get different voters out, then as long as the Democratic voters can try and get the Republican under 50%, then you force a runoff, and then it's a whole new ballgame. So the, the goal there is to get would be to get Mizell under 50% and then to get, um, whatchamacallit, um, and then to be the one that comes in second place, which currently Britt is. And we'll see what happens because there's no other precincts reporting. It's just the absentee reporting. So we'll see what happens at that point from same-day voting currently. And we'll see who came out to vote today. Uh, although, unfortunately, sometimes what they say is that a lot of times the absentee voting or the, or the early voting, or maybe this, is just absentee, maybe this is absentee voting, maybe this isn't early voting. Or maybe, I'm, maybe I'm saying it wrong. Maybe that this is just absentee and not early. Maybe maybe this isn't early voting. Maybe this is just absentee. I don't know. Early voting might be might be different. I, I could have that wrong. Somebody can tell me in chat if if I'm if I am wrong. Um, let's see. I could let me. We'll switch back here. Um, does Louisiana absentee voting counts include early voting? See if that pulls anything. Let's see. Louisiana, when are early votes 
reported. Boom, 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 boom. I am not seeing when they report those early votes. So we'll see. We'll see when that happens. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what the dealio with that is uh, and when early votes come in. I'll, I'll, do, I'll continue to do some looking up. Uh, let's see. Louisiana Secretary of State election results again. I'm going to take a peep at the portal. And we're going to go back to 2019. Um, legislature races. Um, so in the last race, last year, uh, Mizell got 68.58, so 69% of the vote is what she got last time with 24,000 votes, and Daryl Fairburn got 11,000, or 31% of the vote, or 30, 31% of the vote. Yeah, 31% versus 69%. So I guess we can compare that to last time to see if there has been an improvement or a decline in the votes as well. We can also look at the results from, was was the last time a special election for um, 91? No, it was a full-on one. It was, it was a runoff. Last time it was a runoff. Um, with Mandy Landry and Robert McKnight. And then we have to go to uh, 1116 to see the legislative legislative rates to see 91st, where Mandy Landry got 52% of the vote in the runoff. But again, we'll see if there's a runoff in that election as well. Again, I don't know if any Orleans votes have come in so far. Um, we can scroll down to 91 and see, uh, no, there are no results by Parrish for Orleans yet, or at least for this race, um, but probably none at all. So it is what it is. So anyway, so it should be interesting to see as these results roll in, uh, you know, the, the, the race is just... The races have definitely been interesting. Um, I, I don't. I, I get. I really don't get why. The par, I mean, I, part of me understands why the party made a big deal about the 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 Landry race because of the fact that oh she left the party for a bit because they they endorsed her you know they endorsed they endorsed the opponent in and it, it was stupid for them to endorse the opponent in the Senate race that Landry ran for because it's two Democrats. Like, just stop it. Like, th there's no reason. Like, just let the Democrats run. I mean, I guess you can, but I mean, I, I mean, I ran as a Democrat and they endorsed somebody else. Fine, whatever. But, you know, and it, it didn't make me want to leave the party, but I mean, you had elected officials challenging each other. Why are you going to endorse one elected official against another elected official that just seems to be counterproductive and so briefly it made her just go independent and so fine you know then she came back to the fold and fine i mean i i left the party for much longer than she did that's for darn sure i mean there were some people that were that were mad at me when i left the party too and 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 like i remember this whole whole conversation i had because like when i ran for congress in 2004 
I ran on some, like I supported a, a, a national sales tax because <clears throat> at that time I thought it was a good idea. I was probably a little more conservative back then than I am now. I've become much more progressive in my older age than I was back then, the almost 20 years ago. Um, you know, they say you get more conservative when you get older. No, I've gotten much more progressive as I've gotten older, like much more, much, much, much more. Like as I've learned more and used my brain and have seen what conservatism does and how conservatism doesn't work, I've become much more progressive. It's conservatism fails people on many levels. And, and, and so even certain ideas that sound like they should work, they don't. So, yeah, I, I, I dumped that idea a while back. And like, I, I opposed, I had, I had my qualms or questions with raising the minimum wage because of how it hurt, might hurt small businesses. And I was asked that at a forum and I, and I raised those questions. I was like, look, you have the opportunity to convince me. I'm not saying I'm against it. I just have these concerns about it. And, um, and then when I was, when I left the party and, and some, some of the North shore peeps were like, Oh, I always knew that you weren't really a true blue Democrat or whatever, like because of these things or whatever. I'm like, well, look, I've already changed my mind on the sales tax thing. And on the whole minimum wage thing, guess what? When I was, when I uh, decided to uh, help David Garrity in 2006 be and be his campaign manager for free, mind you, I volunteered my services to be his campaign manager because I wanted to help him because I knew how it felt to not get help in 2004 because I could count on one hand the number of people that helped me, and one of them was Republican. Um, I, and he didn't really help me that much, but he helped me a little. And I, I was like, look, he, I, said, I said to him, look, I, I had this question. How would you answer this question about the minimum wage? And he answered the question to my satisfaction. I even forget what he said, but at the point I was like, oh, that's a good argument. I agree with you. And I changed my mind because that's how, that's how adults do things. Like they couldn't give me the argument to change my mind. He did. I changed my mind. So, meanwhile, they this is over the whole this is over the whole discussion because I left the party when they endorsed unrepentant convicted felon Edward Edwards, and I'm like, you're supporting Edward Edwards. What is Edward Edwards doing right now in the campaign? He was running against Affordable Care Act. He was running against Obamacare. I'm sitting here defending Obamacare. You're supporting the candidate who's opposing Obamacare. What's wrong with y'all? Why are you supporting a candidate that's 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 going against the Affordable Care Act? We should all be getting behind the Affordable Care Act, not opposing it. It's ridiculous. So politics makes for strange bedfellers, I suppose. But, you know, it's crazy. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Nothing going on in that. Nothing more in that one. Yeah, let's go back to the statewide races and see... Ooh, more results are in. That's interesting. We have 56 of 64 parishes. I'm assuming no more, uh, no Orleans yet, probably still. Orleans, no absentee. But here's the big thing um, of the, uh, and we have 130 of 3929 precincts reporting. And now, <laughs> of all of the votes that are available, Jeff Landry has now dropped below 50%, which is good news um, because that's what you need. 
the most important thing in this entire thing is to make sure that Jeff Landry is below 50%. Because as long as he's below 50%, there's a chance that he's not our next governor. If, he, if he's 50% plus one, he's our next governor. If he's below 50%, even if it's like 49.99999, there's somebody else that can potentially overtake him and become the next governor because everyone else can get behind the other person because Jeff Landry is just that bad. So we'll see. So what's the difference? Steve, Sean Wilson jumped up to 26.5 ish, 26.49. Stephen Wagspack is at seven. John Schroeder's at six. Hunter Lundy's still at four. That's pretty much. I think I think it was Sean Wilson that jumped up from what was it 23 to 26. I think that's the difference. Um, Secretary of State race. Uh, Arthur Morrell did jump up a little bit. Gwen Collins Greenup jumped to first place. That's interesting. So right now we do have a Democrat in first place in the Secretary of State's race. Um, Nancy Landry is a close second. Um, you have two other Republicans in third, sitting at 16.28 and 16.84%. And of course, Arthur Morrell in fourth at 102 Again, will... Will Arthur Morrell be able to make up that difference when all of the Orleans Parish votes come in? We'll see. I think there is, I don't know if it's a yes, but I think it's plausible. Is it probable? I don't know. Is it plausible? Yes. Because again, Orleans Parish is so heavily Democratic and he is very well known in Orleans Parish and is a political powerhouse, I would say, in Orleans Parish. He has a big he has a big chunk of support in Orleans Parish. I'm not gonna say he's an automatic win, but he is a win. His sons on the council, his his sons a councilman at large, his wife um was also on the council, I think. Um ran against his wife lost against um the current uh, DA, Jason Williams. I mean, I, I opposed the wife, especially when his wife came out against uh, Jason Williams and made a lot of comments about Jason Williams being a, being a defense attorney. And I was like, why are you against being a, we've, we've discussed this on the podcast before. Being a defense attorney is a good thing. You need defense attorneys to do their jobs. It's a vital part of our, our system of justice. So I was very much against Even, and even, their son has been a defense attorney. So, like, there's nothing wrong with being a defense attorney. Um, let's see. Liz Morrell. Uh, Lindsay Cheek also has jumped up to second place. That's good to see. So now we have a Republican and Democrat in one, two seats. Uh, Liz Morrell is 44 percent or 45. Lindsay Cheek is 23 percent. That's good to see. John Fleming for treasurer, 43 percent. Dustin Granger is 32 through 33%, so 10% difference there. Um, no real difference in the uh, constitutional amendments. Um, what was this? There was some races in a parish. Again, it's Orleans Parish, so it's going to be zero. Oh, we got some. Oh, we got absentee voting in now for Orleans Parish. No, we do have absentee voting in for Orleans Parish. And interesting, of the absentee voting, 100% in, 
Mandy Landry with 63% of the vote. Uh, Madison O'Malley with 30% of the vote. And Ed Carlson with 6% of the vote. 6.66 to be exact. The evil number. Uh, so currently, Mandy Landry is owning the absentee voting. And we will see if that holds for same-day voting. But, I mean, two-to-one absentee voting is, is a very good thing to see. Uh, that, that is a positive for uh, Mandy Landry. Let's, let, let's message her on – well, I can just message her here, I suppose. I've been holding this cookie forever, so hold on. While I message her, I'm going to eat my cookie. <laughs> let's see. Dum dum dum. Messages. Look at those strong absentee numbers. If you win, I am live and would love to have you call in. Okay, so we're that's good. That's good to see. Let's hop back to the statewide races. Jeff Landry has lost some more percentage votes, um, probably because Orleans absentee showed up. <laughs> um, 47.46%, and Sean Wilson has jumped up to 29%. Again, probably because Orleans Parish showed up. So that's good. We got 176,000 votes for Landry, 107,000 votes for Sean Wilson. And the percentages for the other ones are pretty much staying the same. Like uh, Hunter Lundy, 4.5%. John Schroeder, 6.29%. Stephen Wagspack, 6. Actually, I think Stephen Wagspack might be, has risen above John Schroeder. So I think Wagspack is actually gaining some ground there as well. Sharon Hewitt at a lowly 2%, Danny Cole about 2.5%. Uh, it doesn't look like Danny Cole, that other Democrat, is going to be doing much of anything to affect the race. Um, I don't think any Danny Cole people were other, would, would have otherwise voted for Landry. Um, I don't think – I mean, it's possible Hewitt being in the race might have affected the race. I mean, it, it's possible that Hewitt being in the race might have pissed off Landry. Uh, because those some of those votes that are that are you know trickling in for all these other voters might have cost Landry the race in the in the in the, in the start, but oh well, too bad for you. Um, you know, not crying for you at all. Let's see. So we got Lieutenant Governor Nungesser dropped down to sixty six percent, but again. I mean, again, those numbers could change when Orleans comes in in mass. Don't know how much that'll change. I don't know if Billy drops below 50%, even with Orleans coming in. Not sure. Ooh, Arthur Morrell has jumped up to 12.3%. Again, these, these are very interesting numbers. Um, Mike Francis dropped down to 15%. Clay Schecksneider down to 16%. Uh, Gwen Collins Greenup up to 21%. And again, 
results by Parrish. Go to Orleans. Um, 100% of the absentee votes are reporting, and Orleans Parish, but no precincts have reporting. There's 351 precincts in Orleans Parish to report. It's a lot of precincts. And as I said, one of the things I said was I think Morrell has an opportunity to pick up lots of votes in Orleans, um, and Greenup did as well. Greenup in the absentee voting got 7,300 votes uh, in the absentee. Arthur Morrell in the absentee voting got 10,000. So he, of the Orleans Parish votes, he won the Orleans Parish absentee voting votes. Now, is, uh, does, is, that a, is he going to maintain that percentage of the votes coming in from Orleans? Now, what about East Baton Rouge and West Baton Rouge? Let's look at those numbers as well. Let's, we can switch back to the alternate for a second. Let's look at East Baton Rouge and West Baton Rouge. See, like in East Baton Rouge, Arthur Morrell in East Baton Rouge got only 3,000, but Collins Greenup got 15,000. So that's a bunch for her there. West Baton Rouge Parish, um, not a lot. Not a lot there. So, Collins Greenup got a good chunk of votes, absentee votes, from the East Baton Rouge precincts. So, I think of 328 precincts voting. And then Orleans, how much? 351. So, here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that Gwen Collins Greenup, and, and how many in East Baton Rouge? So, I'm thinking that this is where she's going to get a lot of her votes. She's getting more of her votes here in East Baton Rouge. And so so when those precincts get reported, she's going to get a big chunk of those votes. And then when, when Orleans comes in, she might also get a good chunk of the Orleans votes, but I think Arthur Morell is also going to get a nice chunk of those votes as well. But again, will that bring it up to, will that bring him up to above the other three Republicans or four Republicans, I guess, that are splitting the rest of the Republican votes. This Amanda Smith Jennings other is not really playing. In the vote. You have Brandon Trosclair, Clay Sheck Snyder, Nancy Landry, uh, Thomas Kennedy, and Mike Francis. Got these five people. Four of them are fighting for these votes mostly. And there's this one here that, that's taking like 6% of the vote. That's, that could be the interesting one, really. That one could be the one that ruins it for everyone. I mean, they're all fighting for the same bunch of people, and and, if, and they're all kind of taking almost the same amount, except Nancy Landry here is getting as a little more popular than the rest of them. Don't know how, like, these people would have voted if he wasn't in the race. Maybe they would have voted for, for Landry. Maybe they would have voted for Sheck Snyder. Maybe they would have voted for Francis. I don't know. Maybe they would have been evenly split amongst all of them, and maybe it would have made that much of a difference. But when those Orleans Parish votes start rolling in, this is going to go up. When East Baton Rouge starts rolling in, this is going to go up. You're going to see a bunch, a bunch of numbers roll in. And again, I think you may very well see two Democrats in the runoff, which is going to be very interesting. Now, who did I vote for? I voted for Greg Collins Green up because again, not a huge fan of the. I'm not a. a again, I like J.P. Morrell. 
J.P. Morell, good guy. I've had him on the show. I think he's great. He's great. Parents? Hmm. Here we go. Uh, Lindsay Cheek, up to almost 25%. That's good to see. Uh, down to 43% with Liz, Liz Morell. Looks like that is potentially heading for a runoff. Again, we don't have Orleans in yet, so those that's going to come up when Orleans comes up. Uh, John Fleming down to 42. This is up to 34, which is up, I think, a point, and this is down a point. Or again, when Orleans comes in, that should come up. Um, these are just ridiculous. Now that Orleans is actually in again, though, we can look and see what the absentee ballots looked at in Orleans for these these amendments. Prohibit use of private funds in elections, yes to no. That's much closer than I thought it would be, but I voted yes on that one. Um, oh, that's just the constitutional amendments. Um, I don't actually know what the wordings, wording here on these are. I voted no for one of these, I think. But I mean, all of them, all of it, all of these end up being yes anyway. Um, it's just this is just such a needless and stupid one. This constitutional amendment, blech. Um, Roche, I voted for Roche. Um, who else did I have in the race? I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not sure if I had any other elections to vote for except for that one. So. Good, let's pop back to the 12th Senate Districts. Um, got some more precincts voting in. We got still 13% for Britt. We got 10% for Gloria Cates. And Mazel was 76. So let's see results by Parrish. We got one in St. Tammany, two in Tangy, 11 in Washington Parish. Um, so we'll see how how the Washington precincts are going. Maybe not a huge amount. Turnout seems to be again turnout as as Britt told us earlier. Turnout wasn't great. Um, and as we all know, as we've discussed on our podcast, as I've discussed on my uh, my. Uh, my GOP coup series, the four-part series, or maybe it's a five-part series now, as I discussed, discussed on the GOP coup series, uh, low turnout elections always benefit Republicans for the, you know, even if, even if Democrats end up winning in certain races, uh, low turnout benefits Republicans more than high turnout. High turnout races are always better for Democrats. Uh, high turnout races are always better for liberals, leftists, progressives, etc. The better the turnout the better it is for Democrats, the better it is for progressives, leftists, et cetera. So that's why the Republicans are always trying to um, lower the turnout to make it so that uh, less people show up, less people can vote altogether. Um, it's also why when they do show up, they're trying to make it so that uh, they, their voting power is lessened, which is why Alabama continuously fought to make sure that they only would have one congressional district that represented black people. They finally lost that fight. Um, Louisiana consistently fought that fight, even though John Bell Edwards was fighting and fighting and fighting to make sure 
uh, that you would have a second congressional seat that would represent black people. You still only have one, but they should be forced now, I would think, because of the Supreme Court precedent, uh, they should now be forced to have a second seat uh, that would uh, that would represent black voters in Louisiana it's because Alabama now had to do it. There's no reason why Louisiana shouldn't be forced to do it as well. Um, it's ridiculous. In reality, I think that we should have um, we shouldn't even have congressional districts. There's no reason to have congressional districts anymore. We have back then in like the late 1700s when you had to cross districts by horse and buggy. You know, you you needed to have geographically limited places to represent um, because it had to be easy to be able to deal to be able to get to your constituents or your constituents to get to you. So you can have like a centralized place. Here you go. Now we don't have that. Now we have gerrymandered districts that go this, that, the other. It's all confusing. You, you know, as I said on the previous one of the previous shows when I ran in the first congressional district, you could stand at one intersection and these two corners were district one. These two corners were district two. The district one corners were connected by the intersection. The district two corners connected around, across the river on the west bank, like. There's there's no real geographic boundaries that make sense. It's all of to pick your voters. So, but because we can cross a state now in less than a day, and we can cross most states in hours. Some states is a long schlep, like California. But even then, you can fly. You can fly across the country in a day, in less than a day, in five hours. There's 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 no reason, to, and you can talk to your people on across the state instantly. You can have conversations and communicate with everybody instantly via email, via phone, via chat, Zoom, whatever it is. You could, I, I'm, I could be talking to everybody in my in, in my congressional district now. Could be listening to this station, right? They're not, but they could be. If I was a, it was I was a congressperson, I could be having a live stream, talking to all of my constituents and having a good conversation with them. There's no reason. To have congress to have drawn congressional districts, Louisiana, we should have slates of candidates at this point. We we should be able to have like, okay, here's the Democratic slate, and the Democratic Party could have a primary where that where people run to for that slate, and then as the people register for to vote in and run in that slate in the Democratic slate, and during the primaries or whatever, people vote for the Democratic slate. Boom, there you go, and then maybe. Maybe somebody says, okay, well, I'm not going to be in the Democratic slate. I'm going to form the New Orleans Democratic slate. Maybe the New Orleans Democrats want to have their own slate because they feel that perhaps New Orleans Democrats need a special representation because there's some geographical interest there. And so the New Orleans Democrats run their slate and they, okay, we, so they picked, uh, you know, six people or whatever to, to represent this slate. And if New Orleans Democrats get 2%, get two votes worth of people, then the top two people go to Congress. But if they only get one, then one goes to Congress. Maybe you have a, a conservative Democrat slate where maybe you have like a more centrist Democrat slate where they say, hey, we're centrist Democrats. We're going to caucus with the Democrats, but we're more pro-life and, and we believe in certain other things that maybe somebody other day, we believe in bringing the Democrats back more towards the center, but we still believe in, you know, unions and stuff like that. Maybe they run and they pick up a bunch of votes in the state. And maybe you have like 
the MAGA party, whatever, and they run a slate of candidates and they pick up two votes. And maybe you have the Tea Party, whatever, and they, or the Libertarians, and they run, they pick up whatever. And then, so you have a better representation of the people of the state by running these slates of candidates. And you don't have to have drawn districts and then you take the legislature out of it. The legislature no longer picks their seats. It's now the people picking who they want to represent them from the state. And then if somebody in Shreveport, Louisiana, for example, says, well, the people who were running in the, in the democratic party of, of for this slate of candidates in the democratic party of, of New Orleans, I like those people the best. I'm going to vote for that slate in the general election. Good. You get to vote for them. And, and then you vote for them. And then, and then that's one more vote for them. It doesn't matter where you live in the state. You get to vote for them because you feel that slate of candidates represents you the best. So maybe that's how the candidates get a bunch, gets a bunch of votes from all the cities across the state. So therefore, you know, you have a bunch of, if you have Democrats all over little pockets of Democrats all over the place, all those pockets of Democrats get their say in voting for the slate instead of them having to sit there in a conservative area being like, ho-hum. And maybe that would bring out more votes because people will then feel, hey, we have more of a say. And then you would get a true, a true say of what the actual electorate really feels like. <gasps> the heck you say. Then you would actually have a House of Representatives that represents the people like it's supposed to. And you wouldn't have a House of Representatives that represents the wishes of the state legislatures like it wasn't supposed to. But, you know, I'm just crazy talking. I'm just talking all crazy. That's just nuts. That's crazy talk from Liberal Dan. Who to thunk it? Ew. Uh, more results have come in. Uh, we see has gained more percentage votes. He is now back up to 49.2%, according to the Secretary of State. Um, we, uh, we have Sean Wilson at 27%. Uh, Wagaspak at 6.4%. Schroeder at 6, at 6 equal. Hunter Lundy still at 4.69%. Nice. Um, almost 2% for Sharon Hewitt. 2.6. So again, nothing much is changing on the other candidates. It's basically, it's basically, Sean Wilson's going to come in second place. Can everybody else keep Jeff Landry under 50? That's that's this race where it is right now. Uh, Lieutenant Governor Billy still at 66%. Um, again, don't believe Orleans is anything else in from Orleans. Oh, we have more precincts in Orleans reporting. That's interesting. So that should make this secretary of state's race numbers. Huh? Right now, only 11. Let's see. Orleans parish numbers for this race. It went down. Looks like the numbers here went down from the, what they were before. No, it was 10 and 7. Now it's 11 and 8. So you have 25 of 351 precincts reporting, but I guess the precincts that are reporting are not very well-populated precincts or they didn't have a lot of people in them. 
Um, yeah, like 34, 85, 19, 32, 57, 28, 60. Like, yeah, see, like Morell is getting a good chunk of these votes. Um, 48, 79, 30. Yeah, so he's getting a good chunk of these votes. But again, as I said, it's 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 plausible that he could pick up some of these votes. But I don't know. I don't know where these districts are in relation to like, I don't know what that all means. I don't know where these precincts are geographically speaking. So it's hard for me to say exactly where in Orleans Parish these votes are, how, what these votes mean in the grand scheme of things, if they are from more populous areas, if they're not. Um, But yeah, so this is, so we're still kind of at the same area. Brandon Trasler game can game up to six instead of five, which is not good for the Republicans. Um, Mike Francis came up two as well, or to six, to 16, 15, 19. Gwen Collins-Gramp still at 20, by ahead by one percentage point. Uh, Lindsey Cheek at 24, Liz Baker at 44, Treasurer 43 and 33. Um, so it looks like there'll be runoffs in those races. It'd be interesting. Let's head back to the legislator races and see if any more has come in for the 12th. Um, I don't think that's any different than what it was before. Doesn't look much different if it is, if it is any different. Um, see if any races, any information has come in from the, uh, 91st. Uh, no, we just have the absentee reporting as well, so it's still Manny Landry. Uh, hey, Bicycle Mike, what's going on? Um, so we just have Mandy Landry ahead with the absentee voting as well. Let me try and see if there's a graphical map um, of election results. I don't know if they have that. Louisiana Secretary of State election results. This is just the same. This is just the base. Yeah, that's just that. Louisiana or Orleans Parish Precinct map. That's what I want. Voting precincts. Ten days in a tent with my dog. Well, hey, hey, what's your pooch's name? An error are called fetching content. Lovely. Probably because it's uh, New Orleans Ward precincts on Google. Maybe uh, Google Maps will help and be better. All right, so now we have a map. Let's So, let's pull this back over. We're going to go to statewide races. We're going to go to results by parish. We're going to go to Orleans results by precinct. Oh, this is too is that too little? Is that the problem? 
Yeah. This is this the right right match? Yeah, that's the right right matchup. All right, so what's like nine zero nine three nine B? What is that? Let's let's look at what that is. Zero nine three nine B. That is right by City Park. No, Pontchartrain Park. That is. That's Gentilly. So I don't know how populated that is. I don't know. So it, it might be a small precinct. It might not be a very well populated uh, precinct. Dog's name is Midnight. Well, hello, Midnight. How are you tonight? Tell Midnight to subscribe to the channel and like and subscribe to like the video and share it with his dog friends and share it with Midnight's dog friends as well. <laughs> Uh-oh, that's not good. Jeff Landry has just retaken the above, back up to 51% of the vote. Again, I shouldn't be too worried about that because we have yet to see a lot of Orleans. I believe we're getting conservative parts in the state and currently because if you look, looking at the Secretary of State's race, I don't know what that was, looking at the Secretary of State's race, Nancy Landry just briefly took over the first place in this race by 0.04%. Arthur Morell dropped below 11% again. Um, You've seen this go up. You see this went up a little bit. So you see uh, Lindsay Cheek drop a little bit. You see uh, Liz Morrell raise a little bit. You see this one expand a little bit of the lead. So, and then again, you see um, Jeff Landry at 51% even, and Sean Wilson dropped just under 26%. So, and then, but John Schroeder has dropped down to under 6% at this point with everyone else pretty much staying roughly the same. So so looks like Jeff Landry was more popular in the votes that just came in um, while so taking away from his vote. So maybe it was kind of from southern Louisiana that came in. Those, those parishes might have come in, maybe from Landry's home base, whereas, you know, Sean Wilson didn't necessarily, wasn't probably expected to do well in those areas. But still, we're still waiting to see what what else comes in and what 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 else can we see? What other votes can be picked up? Uh, Fifty one again, gaining a little bit more of a percentage. And again, Landry is hoping to build up that pad to be able to get enough percentage points so that when the bulk of Orleans Parish gets reported, the rest of Orleans Parish comes in that he can survive that and win in the win in the first, which we don't want to see. We don't want to see him survive that. We want to see him fail. We want to see Sean Wilson pick up enough to be able to say, to be able to force the runoff. 
which means which is not just Trump. We want everybody in this race to be able to pick up enough votes to force Jeff Landry to be just under 50 percent, at least, if not more than just under 50 percent. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. We're, we're still chugging along. The Orleans Parish numbers are usually the ones that take the longest to come in. And so we'll probably be waiting on those the last. Let's head on back to the legislature races just to see how we're doing here. Um, ooh, unfortunately, looks like uh, Mizelle picked up even more of a percentage of the votes. Um, it looks like um, she took, looks like Gates didn't, like lost more of a percentage than Britt did. Uh, but it looks like she's kind of, looks like Mizell's kind of running away with it, which is unfortunate. Um, I was hoping that there would be a better result there. We got 13 of 21 in St. Tammany. We got 22 of 25 in Tangipahoa, 25 of 41 in Washington. Um Looks like, yeah, Britt is outperforming Gloria Cates in every of in each of the parishes so far. Um, is just about. Here's the thing that you know. One of the things that Britt said that at one of the at the place where I met her, that I don't necessarily understand the voters of of Tanchpahoa and Washington, is that like Mizelle really only support St. Tammany from what I, from what I gather. And like, if, if I'm correct, like the carbon capture location is not, I don't think is in St. Tammany. I think it's somewhere else. I think it's in maybe Tangipahoa. If I'm, you know, she can text me if I'm wrong. If, 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 uh, if I'm wrong, she can send me a text message and say if it, where it is, if it is in St. Tammany or in Washington, but, um, if she's still listening, the, um, but like, if if your legisl if your legislative representative is only representing one of the three parishes that she represents, why would you continue to vote for her? I mean, are you that loyal? Like, I was talking to another friend of mine, um, one of the people uh, who you know she was she was she was having a conversation um, with with somebody who she works for, works with, or whatever, who happens to be Republican. And who just was basically talking about how Republicans just stay loyal. Like they say, like they don't really care how much they get abused. They will continue to get abused and they'll stay loyal. Even if, even if you're, even if they're voting against their best interest, they, they just feel as if they have to stay loyal no matter what. I remember when, again, go back to my congressional election in 2004. Um, I asked one of my coworkers at Baptist Hospital. I, I, she was, you know, a very intelligent woman. She, she was the charge nurse often when I was working. Um, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm running for Congress. You know, you know, I'd love to have you vote for me if you're in my district." And she was like, "I have to vote for who the Republican tells Republican Party tells me to vote for." No, you don't. You you have a mind of your own. Vote for who you feel like is the best candidate. I have to vote for who the Republican Party votes. Are you kidding me? Like, you're not going to hell because you, you, the Republican Party tells you to vote for somebody. You don't vote for them. Like, give me a break. 
It's stupid. Republicans are freaking a loyal bunch. You could, you know, Donald Trump could grab half of these dudes' wives by the hoo-ha, and they would still vote for him. Let's see, any more in Orleans come in? Uh, nothing more in Orleans yet. Let's, let, we can flick back to this yet. We'll, we'll, we'll switch back to the results page if, if, if we happen to see more. Um, funny joke I heard the other day. Um, what happens when Rick Moranis' character in Little Shop of Horrors puts on his glasses? He'll suddenly see more. Suddenly Seymour is standing beside you. Sorry. Thirsty. Them tacos are good today. Like, for some reason, like, the taco place we go to is really good for my wife because of celiac. Her celiac, they they managed to keep it safe for her. She hasn't gotten a reaction ever. Um and we was, we always get the same tacos that are, you know everything's pretty much safe. I think what I get second might not be safe for her to eat, but they're still pretty good for me. I mean, I'm, I don't need it to be celiac safe, but the chorizo on the on my tacos today were, was just off the chain. Like it was, their chorizo is normally tasty. Their chorizo was really good today. It was it was very good, very good indeed. I was very much liking their chorizo. Yes. I really, I mean, you know, while I'm not going to agree with Jeff on, on the whole thing about the Orleans Parish numbers, because I really would, uh, I really don't buy into just conspiracy theories. I have my own, my own conspiracy theories that I deal with. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, I, uh, I, uh, I would love to see the numbers come in a little quicker because I don't necessarily want to be doing this for like four hours today or even three hours today. I would like to get this done at some point quick, at some point much more quickly. Um, anyway, so let's go back and see if there's any more numbers in the governor's eyes. Hello, governor. Every time I go back to the governor's race and I go, Ugh, you know what that means. That means that Landry numbers have gone up, up a little more and more. Um, let's see what any of the other uh, Watchmahoosits are saying in the, uh, in the governor's race. There's no, WWL does not have a check by anybody, which is a good sign. Or let's see, I need to refresh that page. They only have at 51, even though the Secretary of State's office has them at 51.82, which should be 52. Um, 347. See, the WWL race has them at 347.551. The Secretary of State's website has them at 395.806. So I don't know where they're getting their numbers from, but my numbers are better than WWL's numbers. So WWL has projected that Billy Nungesser is the winner. Um, so there's that. Um, no, no other statewide projections. 
uh, as it stands. Let's see what else. Let's refresh this page as wheel. See this one. Let's see, eight nine two. This this one's different as well. I don't know if this one's more up to date or if mine's more up to date on the Secretary of State. No, my the Secretary of State is again more up to date. Uh, but Greenup still is in second in the Secretary of State's. Um, for some reason, yeah, absentee voting in 63 of 64 parishes at this point. So not every parish has reported their absentee voting. We're still waiting on one parish for absentee voting. Um, which parish is that? Which parish is dilly-dallying on absentee? Who is the oddball out? One of these things is not like the other. One of these things does not belong. Uh, I'm just going to scroll, 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 trying to find... There we go. Iberville Parish has not yet reported their absentee ballot. Iberville, Iberville, what are we going to do with you? You're voted off the island. Yeet. Um, But it does look like some votes came in and brought Landry's overall percentage back down a smidge. So now it's down to 51.29 instead of what it was prior, which is good to see. Um, Schroeder's still below six. Uh, Lundy's back below five. Wags back still at 6.12. Uh, Sharon Hewitt's 1.78. So everyone else is pretty much the same. Uh, we're just tr- trying to see if Wilson, again, let's see, results by parish. What about Orleans? How many Orleans parish numbers are we waiting on? And what, I guess, what are the precincts that we're waiting on as well? That's the question. We still have 237 precincts to come in from Orleans. So that's a good chunk. Um there's a lot of votes to come in from Orleans, I think. And I think a lot of big, potentially big precincts. I can't, I'm not, I'm not going to be like Clancy Dubose and know exactly which precincts have yet to come in. I'm not that much of an expert, but with 237 precincts yet to report that that's a good chunk. That's, that's, that's a good chunk. So we, we still have more numbers to come in. And then we also have East Baton Rouge Parish, 151 of 328, so that's still half of the precincts to come in. We still got a good, a good chunk to come in. Um, wow, East Baton Rouge Parish, huh? That that's definitely interesting to see because East Baton Rouge Parish, you have 20,000 for Jeff Landry and 28,000 for Sean Wilson. So East Baton Rouge Parish might be. Have more dem have a lot of Democrats in it, but it might not it might be not be a, as much of a Democratic stronghold, I guess, as Orleans is, where um, Orleans only has like three thousand votes for Jeff Landry, where it has twenty seven thousand votes currently uh, for Sean Wilson, but only 
precinct-wise, a third of the vote in. So what? Because we what we have two hundred and thirty-seven. So yeah, it's about a third of the vote in. So you still have two thirds of the vote of the precincts that are two thirds of the precincts are outstanding. Um, you know, that's not including the absentee. So what do the absentee have? Results by precinct, absentee votes. Scroll down to absentee voting. Um, early voting represented half of the current voting that's in. So there's 20,000 votes that are in. If, if, it key, if, if the parishes, if the, if the precincts are the same size, which I'm not saying that they will be, um, if the precincts are the same size and I'm trying to figure it out. So you have 16, you had 16,000 total votes for Sean Wilson, 16,000 total votes for Sean Wilson, early voting versus in Orleans versus 30,000. So roughly 14,000 currently, if it's the same size, if, if, if the precincts are of the same size, you would then maybe expect to see another 30,000 on top of it. You would expect his votes to double, but that's if they're the same size. I'm, I, I don't, I don't think that's correct. I don't think it's the correct thing to say. I don't think, it's correct to say that all of these precincts are the same size. Some of them are probably much smaller than the others. Some of them probably are much more populous than the others. So I don't think it's correct to say that he'll end up with 60,000 votes. I think it may be higher than that. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see at the end of the night how much more than 60,000 he ends up with uh, in Orleans Parish. But we'll, we'll put a pin on that and we'll say 60,000 currently is what we're looking at. Um, and this is what I'm looking right here is, is – Currently has 30, 16,000 was his early vote number, so about 14,000-ish, with a little over two-thirds of the precincts remaining would put, would put him at about, would put him at about, so a, so a third of the votes, third of the votes, half of these votes are early votes, half of these votes are now votes, so, which would mean that half of the votes he got was before, half the votes now, which means that basically, 25% of the vote would be early vote, 25% now, if all of the precincts are equal size, which would put them at 60,000. But I don't think that's the case. The precincts are not all equal size, and I think you may very well see other precincts come in with much higher vote totals than these. So it may very well be that he gets higher than 60,000 votes, in which case he'll get a much higher chunk in. That being said, we will see how it goes. Uh, Real Bill P, what's going on? Good to see you. Um, see, I'm camped next to people playing cornhole, not the quietest game. The new name for Dan, 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 the election man. Well, I'm trying to do the good election coverage here in the uh, for the uh, for all of the elections that I have covered so far in this podcast, um, both. The uh, Britt Gandolfi race in Louisiana 12th District, the 91st District in the, in the legislature, plus covering uh, some of the statewide districts as well, including the most, very important governor's election, plus the very interesting Secretary of State's race. Secretary of State's race is also very interesting. 
because let, let, let's do some of that looking at that as well. So Lieutenant Governor, Secretary, Secretary of State's race, we have a Democrat, a Democrat, and, the, and one other, and then the rest of Republicans. So, they're, so for Bill P, to recap for Bill P, um, the, the, there's a possibility here, even though right now there's a Republican in first place, there's a possibility with two-thirds of the precincts out in New Orleans and with Arthur Morrell in New Orleans being a very popular Democrat, he could potentially make up the difference and join her as being first and second. And because all of these Republicans decided to jump in this race, here, 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 and here, these five Republicans jumped in the race, they could all split the vote and make it so that two Democrats end up in the runoff. And as such, no Republican makes the runoff. And as such, we get it by default, get a Democratic Secretary of State, which would be fun, which would be a great thing to happen in this election. That could be the best news story to come out of this election would be a, a default Democrat um, coming out of the Secretary of State's race because it would either be Arthur Morrell or Gwen Collins Greenup. Will that happen? I don't know. As I said before, is it, is it probable? I don't know. Is it plausible? Yes. But let's go here and look at results by parish. Because, again, we are still waiting on our Orleans parish, which is notoriously slow. 148 of 341 now. So we got some more votes in. Um, so now we're waiting on 203 of the precincts left instead of the other another number that we were looking at. So now we are, now we only have 203 left. So we should go back and look at the governor's race again, um, because that, that, that was a big chunk that just came in just now. And so 200. So what was it? 5,100, 50, 200, 50, 300, 350. So we've got four sevenths. So roughly half of the precincts in now, um, and but how many of how much of the early vote in this race was for Morrell was so Morrell got ten thousand in the early vote. Let's go back here. He got ten thousand of the early vote, so eight thousand votes in in the regular vote, and about half in. So he might be able to expect maybe eight thousand more. Maybe, maybe 8,000 more. I don't know. Again, I don't know if that now is enough to bring him up over the threshold. But that assumes that these are, that assumes that these precincts that are remaining, and now we're at 158. We're now at more than that. We're now, we're now, they're now starting to trickle, to trickle in at a faster rate. So now we're starting to see them more, more, we're starting to see them more come in at a faster rate. Because the first numbers we looked at, we were at like, 117 or something and they were at one one we're at 148 now we're at 158 so between clicking back and forth we were at 10 different we were we were at we were at we had a 10 different precinct look so we're seeing more and more come in do i think that these precincts are different sizes or yes do i think that do I think that some of these precincts that are left to come in might very well be much larger? Yes. So do I think that we have only 8,000 more votes to come in for Arthur Morrell? 
I probably think it's higher. So do we end up with thirty with twenty six or thirty thousand votes for Arthur Morell? I think it might be higher than that. Maybe, but we'll see. Again, we'll see. Will that be enough to pull him up in the second place? I don't know. Um, but it, it's possible. It's not probable. I'm not saying it's probable. I'm saying it's possible. <laughs> yeah. But we did have more votes come in, and Jeff Landry came up even more to 52.21%. That is not good at all. Again, Orleans Parish results. Come click down here for Orleans Parish results. 158. We have 31,000 for... And we had 31,000, we had 16,000, we're at double that now, so almost 32,000 with, um, 158 with a little, 158 with half to go that would put us, that would put us at, See, uh, I'm already correcting that. It w- I was expecting, I, w- I was thinking that 60,000 would be would be the number that would be at if they were the same size. We're still double 158 would be 306. We have, and that would leave us with another 45 precincts left to go, and that's putting us at over 60. That would put us at over 60 just with one just at double, and then we would have another 50 precincts to go after that. Um, divide this by three, uh, that's 10,000. So that would put us more at 70 if we're if at the rate right now. I think he might even go as high as 80 if that's the case. If, if these precincts that are, that are getting in are bigger and bigger and bigger, and as the bigger, the bigger precincts might take longer to process, and as such, that's why they're taking a longer time to go in. So I said, I didn't, I didn't think we were at 60. I think we're probably looking at higher than 60. I think we're looking at higher than 70 at this point. And again, Landry's number here is only 4,000. So the more this comes in and the more he can put up this percentage in Orleans, the more that Orleans comes in, the better he does. The better he, he has, the better shot he has at dwindling down Landry's overall number and getting him. Is that enough to bring him down under 50%? I don't know, especially with him running up the numbers in the rest of the state. Because again, like, 15,000 to five, um, even in small parishes, four to one, one, 1,300 to 510, 3,500 to 5,000 to 441, 4,000 to 1,600, uh, 6,500 to 3,083. What about East Baton Rouge? How does that look? East Baton Rouge Parish. I mean, it's, it, he has the lead here with 28,000 to 20,000, but still, it's not that big of a difference. That's not harming them that much. You have some parishes here, like East Feliciana. It's not that big of a difference. But here, Evangeline Parish, almost 5,000 to 1,500. So all of these smaller parishes, where is 11,000 to 3,000. So almost 3 to 1, almost 4 to 1. Um 30,000 to uh, 1.5 to 1. Jefferson Parish. Jefferson Parish does have a good chunk 
of the African American community. And there's a big there's there's a good chunk of the second congressional district that's gerrymandered into it. Um, Lafayette Parish, twenty nine thousand to eleven thousand, so almost three to one that one. Uh, Lafouche Parish, twelve thousand to two thousand, six to one. Uh, LaSalle Parish, 3,000 to 177. How many families in that parish used to own slaves back in the day? I'm sure a good bit. Livingston Parish, 23,000 to 2,600, almost 9 to 10 to 1. Um, you have a lot of these parishes. Uh, uh, Plaquemines Parish, 3,800. So you have a lot of these parishes that that are heavily conservative that are voting for Landry that are not, that are not, not, not voting for him at all. That are not supporting Sean Wilson at all. Uh, and will never Acadia, Acadia parish, 11,000 to 1200, 12, 24, 34, 60, 72, 84, 96, uh, so nine to one, like this one, Ascension Parish, two to one. So you have a, but they're all small as compared to Orleans. You know, Orleans Parish, how many votes are in right now? Orleans Parish has forty three thousand versus like you know, Washington Parish is, is you know half the size. Um, Jefferson Parish is is. Big, but then again, Jefferson Parish. How many? How many? How many? Here's the problem. Here's the thing. Here's one of the things that that could save Jeff Landry. I guess here's one of the things that I didn't talk about that I could talk about. Here's one of the things that could save Jeff Landry's butt in this race. What's up, Tim Farrell? How's it going? You see this number? I mean, this is almost fully reported right here. So, this, so I can't necessarily look at this number here with the 76,000 versus the Orleans Parish number of 43,000. Because, again, this is only half the precincts. This is all of the precincts. What may very well save Jeff Landry's ass in this election, what may very well cause Jeff Landry to win is that not only do we have statewide elections in the state of Louisiana right now, we not only have statewide elections um, with you know the legislature, the governor's race, and everything like that, but we we don't have like congressional elections to to bring out people like to vote for Biden and stuff like that. But Jefferson Parish, which is more conservative than Orleans Parish. I don't know about any other parishes, and I don't know if other parishes have um, local races as well. St. Tammany May, which is also a conservative parish, more conservative than Jefferson. We'll look at St. Tammany in a second. Jefferson Parish is having all of their council races as well. That could be why you're seeing these numbers in Jefferson. These numbers in Jefferson are, 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 are high and could very well be higher than Orleans turnout-wise because not only do you have the statewide races, you have the parish races. So people are coming out to vote for the parish races and for, this government, and for the statewide races. And as such, you're seeing 
a good turnout here. So you're seeing Landry being helped much more than Wilson being helped out. Conversely, you have a lot of other races where you have no Democratic candidates because the Republican automatically won. So in those races, you're not helped because there's no reason for the Democrats to come out, except if they're, if they're tempted to come out, just to come out for the governor's race. Because we have a state party chair who doesn't know what to do. And let's go look at St. Tammany Parish and see how that's going. St. Tammany Parish, 56,000. And as you see, St. Tammany Parish, 26,000 for Landry, 8,400 for 81624. So three to one, Landry to Wilson. I think St. Tammany also had council races in this in this in this election term. Meanwhile, Orleans Parish did not have council races this year. So by Orleans not having races at the same time as Jefferson as, and not having races at the same time as the governor's race, Orleans, and I don't know if that's by design, I don't know who chooses that, but because Orleans Parish doesn't have elections at the same time as the state races, we make it less likely for statewide officials to get elected. I think that needs to be made into a video. I think that that might need to be made into a fat man rant. We'll see. Let's do a Google search of that. Who decided when Orleans parish elections would be held. Um, do, do, do. Who decides when Orleans City Council elections will be held? I don't know. Maybe we'll make a rant about it at the end of this video as we as we determine what's going on because I'm thinking that New Orleans needs to change its election. New Orleans needs to change when its elections are held. New Orleans needs to adjust its elections to be held at the same times as the state as the governor's elections because by by not doing so we hurt the statewide elections because by because by not having an election at the same time as the governor's race we hurt the get out the vote process. We make it so that we harm Democrats statewide by not having our voters come out at the same time to be able to help the governor's election, to be able to help all statewide Democratic candidates. It's as simple as that. We need to change our elections to make sure that they're equal, they're lined up. I don't know, and I don't know if we do it, I don't know if that would be up to us um, or not. Um Maybe we can say, how is New Orleans council election 
date determined. Maybe that's the correct thing to Google. Um, I'm not. I'm not googling the right thing. I am not googling the right thing. I don't know what what where to find that, how to get that. So, oh well. Well, maybe we'll look that later because I don't want to make a stupid video and sound stupid. Eesh. Just more eesh. Uh Landry is still with fifty two point four six. Sean Wilson at twenty, almost at twenty five percent. Um, races have been called for none guesser. Uh, Arthur Morell's not there yet. Uh, Lindsay Cheek is still in second. Granger and Fleming look like they'll be going to run off probably. Again, let's look at Secretary of State's race for sec- the Secretary of State's website race for Secretary of State. Let's look at Orleans. How many? Uh, we're at 161 of 351, so we're still waiting on 190. Yeah, we're still waiting on 190 precincts. So there's still a big chunk of votes to come in on there. So it's way too early to way too early to to prognosticate as to whether or not Landry's going to walk away with this in the first or not. There's still there's still enough votes to come in there to say, yeah, we got. Let's see, we got. 342 of 32929 so there are a total of 3 377 left and of the 377 190 so more than half of the precincts remaining are Orleans of the entire state more than half are Orleans. Okay, Acadiana's all reported. Allen has two. They're all reported. They're all reported. They have a couple left. Uh, Cato has a couple left. Um, and Cato is, is close between the two. Calcasieu has a couple left. Landry has more there. Caldwell has one left. Cameron has two. Small parish. Uh, Claiborne's done. Concordia Parish has two. It's a small parish. DeSoto Parish has seven. It's a small parish. East Baton Rouge. Here, okay, so East Baton Rouge has 34, uh, 90, 94, and then what, 194? So so a decent chunk of the remaining votes that are left are coming from East Baton Rouge Parish in Orleans. Jefferson Parish has less than has 19 left, so that's not going to affect at all. Have that heck of a lot. Lafayette Parish has four. LaSalle Parish is a smaller parish has eight. Lincoln Parish, a relatively small parish, has eight. Livingston Parish only has two left to report in Natchitoches. There you go, Liberal Dan Radio Lit Watchers. N-A-T-C-H-I-T-O-C-H-E-S is pronounced Natchitoches. You've learned something new today, most likely. Orleans Parish again, one, 
190. You know, it was 190, and then East Baton Rouge was 194. Is that right? 190, 194. So 384. Oh, now we're, now we're at a different total. So the three. So most of the most of the results that we're waiting for are from East Baton Rouge Parish and from Orleans Parish, which means that Sean Wilson has everywhere to go but up. For the most most likely, I mean, I'm not going to say that he that he can that that he can make the difference up and he can bring Jeff Landry down to below fifty percent. Um, not, I don't know how populous those districts are that are remaining to be counted, but all we have to say is that of the of the of the of the precincts that are remaining, they are from the the mo, they're from the most pop, most populous parishes. They are from the most democratic parishes, <clears throat> and they are from the ones that Wilson is winning. So if if Wilson has any chance of coming and forcing a runoff in this election, uh, it's a good chance with the precincts that are left as I'm seeing them, hypothetically speaking wise. Again, is it, is, it, is, it, is it plausible for him to force a runoff at this point? Yes. Is it probable? I don't know. Let's, let's see. Let us see what... Uh, Yeah, there's nothing that has been called on the WWA website yet, so nothing's been called yet. Um, they're actually seeing more precincts reporting now than the Secretary of State's website, unless I refresh and see more at this point. Uh, no, now we're at 3666. Oh, and see, look, 51,000. Are we, are we highlighting that now? No, we're not highlighting that down. Let's highlight it again. We're now at 3666 of 3929, and we've now brought... Landry down to 51.84. So that's good. That's a good thing to see. 51.84. And we have, so what's this? 263. So you have 263 precincts left. Um, East Baton Rouge only has 24 left. Um, Orleans has 90-something left. Orleans is at 41. Interesting. 41,000 votes for him. So, and again, I don't know if if at the end we're going to get a bunch of, I don't know if absentee, again, includes the early vote or not. Um. So that, that is a question that I have that I'm not sure about. Um, yeah, for looking at these races, um, WWBL, St. Tammany had a parish president election. Uh, Jefferson Parish had, oh, okay. Oh, he ran in that election too? Hilarious. That's freaking hilarious. I knew one of the people who ran in the Jefferson Parish Council at large division A race. Um, and 
Uh, he came in third. He got 3% of the vote. <laughs> I've played poker with him. Um, he's a little odd. Let's just say, put it that way. Um, and how many of y'all who are watching have seen the, um, the leprechaun story from Alabama? The who all sees the leprechaun say, yeah. How many of y'all seen that video? Let me know. I got three more precincts coming in. Uh, I got 51.86. That doesn't ha- does, that does not look like it's made much of a change. Um, as this closes in, it does not look like Arthur Morell is going to be making that much of a push. It looks like it's probably going to be Nancy Landry versus Gwen Collins Greenup. Doesn't look like that many Republicans in the race hurt the Republicans' chances to make a runoff happen. Um, although. I would argue that it's possible that with that many Republicans in the race, it's, it's possible that they could have, if one of them would have left the race, you could have had two Republicans in the runoff. Um, but uh, Attorney General, it looks like you're going to have a Republican and a Democrat in the runoff. Um, with Treasurer, you're going to have a Republican and a Democrat in the runoff, most likely. Um We're still waiting on this. Let's, so we're going to refresh this page one more time to see if any more absentees came in. Uh, 51.92. We're still not dropping enough for my comfort level. Let's just put it that way. Legislature races, 12th district. All precincts reporting. Sad news to report. Beth Mizell wins. So that means Britt Gandolfi loses, and I am sorry to say um, she got 12.52% of the votes, 3,842 votes. Um, you know, I appreciate the fact that she ran. She she is the uh, candidate that the district needs, not the one she deserves. They deserve, I guess, for failing to vote for her. Um, I, I uh, you know... I hope she runs again. I hope uh, I know she has a bright future ahead of her. Um, she has lots of great things to say, and I, I hope she comes on the show a lot of times because, um, you know, we need more like her in the party. We need more like her fighting for the causes that need the good fight fought for, if that makes sense. So shout out to Britt. Thank you for running. You're awesome. I appreciate you. And I hope more people learn to appreciate you in the future. Um, unfortunately, not enough people in your district appreciate you, but maybe at some point they one day will. Um, and hopefully it won't be too late, uh, especially with those people in the carbon capture crap. Um, so I, I do. Yeah, I'm sorry. You know, but again, you, you did, you did great. You know, first time run very, very hard. As you said, it's much more expensive than anybody thinks it's going to be. And you, you, you tried, you, you ran in a very hard district to run in and you ran with your heart. You ran on your convictions and, you know, ultimately you put you, you put yourself out there and you, you, you didn't compromise yourself. You didn't compromise your character. You didn't compromise anything on your beliefs. And I commend you for it. So you know, that that's the best you can do. 
and you're you're a a good good role model model for your child as well. So that that's that's your your child can can one day if she, if she doesn't see it now will look up to you and be proud of you for what you did in this race and for everything you've done so far as well. So kudos to you. Friend of the show, Britt Gandolfi. If you're still watching. Um, let's see. <laughs> um, State Representative, 91st Congressional District, Ed Carlson, 8.29% of the vote. Madison O'Malley, 25.55% of the vote. Mandy Landry, 66.16% of the vote with 30 of 47 precincts reporting. Absolutely crushing it at this point. Um, I'm trying to see if there is a way to see on any of these websites um, they have not called it for let's see Orleans Parish hot races 91 they have not yet called it for Mandy Landry but 68% reporting according to this they say 32 precincts reporting this they have more precincts reporting on this than this one does um this only has 30 precincts reporting um but with a total of 5700 votes cast Mandy Landry has 3781 of them um is there any precinct I want to see right now if there's any precinct that Madison O'Malley won at all um currently uh no 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 let's see do we have this open here yeah uh no 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 no, 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 and no. So no, there has not been a single precinct so far that Madison O'Malley has won. Um, so I think, I, I think, well, I could just tweet that on, tweet that on here. So, cause that, that's just fun. That's just a fun fact. Let's see. Copy that. Why am I beeping? I don't know why I'm beeping. I am looking at the live Louisiana election results and so far Madison O'Malley has not even won a single precinct and vote Landry is Rushing the District 91 race. 
join me on YouTube for the rest of my live stream. The good Landry hashtag Mandy Landry. There we go. Not done yet. Okay. But we'll see. Maybe soon. Hey, Real BP again. Let's see. Let's go back. Statewide races. 37-20. Oh, Jeff Landry up more. 52.03. Yeah. Again, let's go back to the state. Let's go to Orleans. That's that's the Orleans and East Baton Rouge are the most important ones. We have rating on uh, 24 more precincts. Again, I don't know how populous those precincts are. Um, we're waiting on 97 from Orleans. Again, I don't know how populous those are. Um, let's see who somebody has already liked my post. Let me message Kathy because Kathy might know the answer to this. Um, have they said if, um, early votes are included with the absentee? counts or do they come in last or with precincts or are you not watching trending Louisiana what's trending in Louisiana just the elections yeah, just to people telling people to vote. And there's Brit. A Brit a tweet from Brit. Not voting is a not a protest, it's surrender. Yes, exactly. All right, so let's go back and see how we're doing. 37.29 out of 200 precincts left. 200 precincts left, and we have to get Landry down 2.03%. That's what we need. Not even 2.03%. 2.02% and then one vote or just 2.02% and that's it. Whatever brings them down to 50% minus one or not even below 50% plus one. That's all we need to get him down to that level. But like you see, he seems to be taking the votes away 
from these guys. Like he's taking the votes away from Republicans to, to, to add up his votes. Like he's not even taking away the votes from, from Sean Wilson. He's just, he's the people are from the Republicans seem to be voting smartly. Like they're, they seem to be voting saying, look, you know, they might've liked John Schroeder. They might've liked Wagsback. I mean, I don't know why they like Wagsback, but they might like Hunter Lundy. They might, I mean, Sharon Hewitt's been roughly the same the entire time. All these other also-rans. Um, and I'm not usually a big fan on the name also-rans for, for small races, but for governor, no. Like, I can get why a Sharon Hewitt might have ran simply because of the fact that she has name recognition. She's known politically. She's a known quantity politically in the state. I mean, she only got 1.7% of the vote, but she's a known quality quantity in the state. Period. Like, if you if you're in, if you discuss Louisiana politics, you know who Sharon Hewitt is. Done. Like, I didn't know who Hunter Lundy was before the race, but I saw his commercials. Fine. Um, I knew who Stephen Wagstack is. I mean, I think it's stupid Wags. You know, know who John Schroeder is. Um, knew who Jeff Landry is. I know Sean Wilson is. So all those people running, I knew who they were. I don't know who Danny Cole was, but he managed to get 2.6% of the vote. Fine. All these other people, Patrick Barthel, Benjamin Barnes, Xavier Ellis, Keytron Gagnon, Jeffrey Istry, Jan John, uh, Richard Nelson, I mean, I do know who Frank Skurlock is because he's a he's local to to New Orleans, but there's no reason to run. I mean, sure, a thousand people voted for Frank Skurlock, probably because they're like, lol, I'll vote for Frank Skurlock. And, and I mean, fine. In in a in a jungle primary, you can vote for whoever the hell you want to vote for because at the end of the day, as long as you as long as the person you don't like vote doesn't win. Your voting for whoever you want to vote for helps make sure that that person doesn't get the 50% plus one. So fine. I mean, the only, the only time that we're, we're voting for whoever you want to vote for doesn't work is if you have, like, if there's, like, three big people and you want to make sure that the worst of those three don't make it. So in which case, you got to vote for the other two, one of the other two. But that's the only – and I had to do that one time in the mayor's race. Like, in two mayor's races ago, I had to do that. And in reality, I ended up voting for Cantrell because people had good things to say about Cantrell, even though there was, I think, somebody in the mayor's race who I liked more than Cantrell, but I really didn't like the other, one, of the, one of the other two. So I wanted to make sure that that person didn't make it. So I was like, okay, I'll vote for Cantrell to make sure to help make sure that this other person doesn't make it. And that's what happened. And then the uh, the other person that made it in the runoff was a Democrat who gladly accepted the Republican endorsement. And, well, that was disgusting, too. But, you know, it is what it is. So. Bicycle Mike, what did you question mark? What were you question marking? I forget. Thirty-seven forty-six, fifty-two point four percent. It's not looking good. 
Uh-oh. Uh, I got Mike Francis creeping up on Gwen Collins Green up. That's another problem. See, we have more votes coming in from Orleans, I think. So, but again, Orleans should be someplace where Morell gets more votes, not necessarily where, I mean, she's getting good, she's getting a good chunk of them and he's not. So, I mean, both of them are getting a good chunk of these. Here's, here is Morell's problem. He's not getting enough of these votes to bring, come up. She's getting enough of these votes to, to maintain her second place position. That's not helping him at all. Um, so, again, we're waiting on still, what, 97 at this point? Hey, say how it's going on. Yes, it's me. I am doing live Louisiana election coverage plus some other political commentary um, when I have the time as, as, I, as I get lulls in the break. But precinct information is coming in pretty fast, and I'm trying to prognosticate as to what the results might be because of it. And unfortunately, friend of the show, uh, Britt Gandolfi, lost her race, um, which is sad. Because all 87 precincts are reporting, Beth Mizell won, Britt came in second. But again, we congratulate and thank Britt for being a friend of the show. We congratulate her for everything that she does, and we we are we need more people like Britt running for office because she's awesome. Um, we are, we do friend of the show Mandy Landry, however, is absolutely crushing it. Um, and so far, again, I think that's the same number as before, 30 of 47 precincts reported. We, we went ahead and took a look at the precincts, total, the precinct totals, and turns out that Madison O'Malley has not won a single precinct. Not one. Like 66% of the vote, 25% of the, 26% of the vote to 8% of the vote. And look, I don't think – I didn't expect Ed Carlson to do any better than what he's doing. I actually thought he might do a little worse. I think he might be overperforming. This is not to say anything negative about Ed. I liked Ed. I think Ed is a good guy. I think he's a good guy. I think he has done great work for drug addiction and homelessness. I think he has a great head on his shoulders. I think he should run for another office. I think he should run for Senate. I even told him that. I was like, why don't you run for Senate? I think, you know, you you would if you if you would put in the groundwork now for next year, I think the next Senate run election is next year, run for the Senate next year. Get the ground get the ground get the ball running now. Run for the Senate. He he has international connections. Like he should be, and he has national connections. He is now he 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 knows people nationwide. He should be able to leverage those connections to be able to get a senatorial run going. I would think so at least. But you know, good guy, good person, great work done for drug addiction, on homelessness, helping the unhoused. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna braid him at all. I think, you know, and even Mandy, Mandy Landry, during the during the hot seat debate on Channel Six, was had nothing negative to say about him, not one bit. 
not one bit, not one at all. And I think it's good that, that she didn't speak ill of him because you shouldn't speak ill of him. He's, he's a good guy. It just, there is, there is really no reason to challenge Mandy Landry. And I asked him that bluntly. I was like, look, I mean, I appreciate all the visits that you do. Why, why challenge her? And he gave his reason and it's fine. It's fair. But I mean, he could just, I'm sure Mandy Landry would try and do what she would do and work with her. I'm sure she would work with you on these things. I'm sure she would work with you now because you didn't go after her either. You didn't come after her. You know, he ran against her, but I mean, you didn't, you didn't treat her in a negative light. You just pushed for, you just advocated for your issue. Good for you. I'm, I can't blame him for, for advocating for the, for the things that he believes for passionately. Madison O'Malley, on the other hand, uh, I think the entire district blames her for a lot of things that she does. There's lots of things that Madison O'Malley has done that, wow, just wow. Let's, let's look up other things on the Louisiana Secretary. I'm not going to post them live on the chat because they might have some personally identifying information that I don't want to put on the chat. I'll put them on the screen. I'll put them in the chat because they're publicly available. Uh, Louisiana campaign finance reports. Because when you're doing campaign finance reports, you are you have to file like last minute um, things like 48 hour reports like pretty quickly, like a 48 hour special reports. There's nothing new since I've checked since earlier today or last night. So maybe something new will come out after today's elections or whatever, but what will be interesting to see? I guess let's look at the 10 P. Um, the, which is the 10 days prior election, just to see how much cash was on hand. So, she had $66,000 cash on hand at the end of the reporting period. Um, but for her loans, she loaned herself a hundred and dollars none of which has been paid back. And what's the, and according to the, there's two 48 hour special reports that were, that were filed um, on the 10th. So nothing's been filed today. They have to be filed within two business days of the transaction. So she spent a thousand dollars on something called on Facebook ads for last word strategies, whatever that, whatever that was for, um, probably for some stupid campaign shenanigans. 
But so she bought a thousand dollars for somebody to run some Facebook ads for her, and the other one, um, if I'm correct, is just a five hundred dollar campaign contribution made to her by a local lawyer, former politician. Uh, Juan LaFonta, who runs some amazing ads, but I'm very disappointed in Juan LaFonta for supporting Madison O'Malley, because yuck. Um, and this was filed on the 12th, so this was filed, I guess that was, that donation was made on the 10th, or yeah, that that was made on the 10th, so she made the she made the filing on the 12th, within 48 hours. So, so I'm assuming nothing has been done um so I'm assuming that if anything was done yesterday, uh, it would be filed. It's going to be filed tomorrow after the election's over. So any campaign contributions that was made to her that that would be questionable, or anything that was done yesterday would be questionable, would have been done by tomorrow. So so if we're looking at cash on hand at the end of at the end of the the 10p reporting period, um. Where is that? Where is it? 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 Uh, sixty-six thousand bucks. She got five hundred, so sixty-six three, so sixty-six eight, and she spent a thousand, so sixty-five eight. So technically, she could disperse that, a lot of that, to pay herself back the some of the loans that she spent to herself. But then again, um, again, let's see at the. Let's see the rules on uh, this form is filed during the 20 day period pre- immediately preceding the election to report all receipts from a single source in excess of a thousand dollars by major others or 500, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And payments exceeding to any person. Uh, blah, 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 blah. All candidates have any such transaction within 20 days immediately preceding the election are required to report any such transaction within two business days. Let's see. So is it expenditures? As, um, is it expenditures as well? So let's see. This form was filed during the 20-day period immediately preceding an election to report all receipts from a single source in excess of $1,000 by major office candidates or 500 by district office or in excess of 250 by any other candidates and or any payments exceeding 200 to any person who endorses candidates and who is required to file campaign finance disclosure reports. All candidates who have any such transactions within 20 days immediately preceding an election are required to report any such transaction within two business days of the transaction. So it's possible that maybe she might have gotten a bunch of campaign donations to like yesterday or today, and the ones gotten today, yesterday would have to be reported by tomorrow. And the ones, I don't know if the ones gotten today when they would have to be reported by, but then there's, I think, a, 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 a 10, um, there's another report. There's a 10, I don't know if it's called 10A or a 10 something. There's a report. Um, there's a there's a 10 day after report where you have to report, I think, 10 days after the election. And then there's like a 30 days after the election. There's there's a bunch of reports you have to do um, after. As I could look it all up. It's been a while since I've had to do all that because even though I still owe myself money that I loaned myself to my for my campaigns, um, I don't necessarily have to worry about that anymore because the amount of time that has been spent since I ran makes it so I don't have to report anything, even though I owe myself money still. (sighs) Anywho. So let's go back to, uh, back to the page and check out 
District 91 to see how that be. See if any more, ooh, 42 out of 47 reporting now. So we are five away um, with, it looks like maybe, what, what was it again? Did, did, did Madison O'Malley gain some percentage points? It looked like she might have. Uh, instead of 66 to 65. No, but Ed Carlson jumped up to 9%. I think that's the difference because Madison O'Malley got 20, has, still has 25.7%. Ed Carlson got up to 9%. So let's see. Is there any change in, in who? Let's see. 25, no. 13, no. 52, no, 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 no. Oh, nope. There is one precinct that Madison O'Malley won. She won one precinct there. Um, Mazel tov to you, Madison O'Malley. You won yourself a precinct. I guess that could be your going away present. There, there's still other precincts left to report, so so we can uh, we can still wait and see. There's one that one, two, three, four, five. They're all at the top, so that'll be easy to see. All right. So, be interesting. Um, so the precincts that she won is it's it, and it was like 28 to 21 to 13. So it was kind of a small precinct. It's precinct 1013. So let's look at where is precinct 1013. 1013. 1013 is First Street and bounded by First Street, uh, close to Claiborne, close to Fret um, by the Herdat Kitchen. What else is there? Simon Bolivar. Is that where my friend lives? <laughs> That's crazy. Um, Felicity Street. And I think it's right. It's not. So I think it's a predominantly African-American neighborhood. It's very close to where one of my friends lives. I think. And it's predominantly African-American. So there was a very big push amongst African-American politicians to, to somehow say that Madison O'Malley was somehow the African-American candidate, even though she looks like the wife from Ricky Bobby. Um, huh? Um, I was trying to see if this is where Madison O'Malley lived. Um, cause she only gives her, um, she only gives her, um, PO box in her, uh, She only gives her P.O. box on her campaign finance reports. So 
I don't I don't think this one says where I don't think this article is going to say where exactly she lives. Um I don't I'm not going to dox her publicly on my on my website, but yeah. Anywho. Ooh, we have a caller. Is that is that our friend? Hold on. Let's uh let let me let me wait a second. Just let's see if more votes have come in on this one yet, just to see if I can close this one out. Uh have we no one, two, three, four, five. We're still waiting on the five. Um let me see just also with the gubernatorial election results, statewide races. Uh, 3887 of 3929 uh, has and has the has any of the state sites nobody has yet called the race for governor yet although this web up oh, yeah WWL has called the race for Jeff Landry. So it looks like we are going to be stuck with Jeff Landry as governor, and he won it in the first. That's terrible. That is absolutely terrible. You know why that's the case? Because we have a terrible Democratic Party chairperson. And also we run Democratic Party seats, the, the, the Orleans Parish races should be run at this time as well. I don't know I don't know how to fix that. I don't know if that's a decision that, that the city would have to, to, to change or if the, um, let's see, let's see, New Orleans Charter Elections. Let's see. New Orleans Charter, and we'll get to you, caller, hold on. New Orleans Charter text. Home Rule Charter of the City of New Orleans. I can't believe frickin' Jeff Landry wanted in that damn first. Um, election date. Let's see. Amendment of the Charter. That's just amendments of the Charter. Um, Elections. just saying what the wards and precincts are in the charter. Um, I don't know. Let's see. 
trying to see when when city elections in New Orleans. Let's see. City of New Orleans held special elections, blah, blah, blah. No. Let's see. New Orleans municipal elections. I don't want special elections. I want regular elections. Pain in my neck. Uh, let's see. Hot races. Have they finally called it for uh, Mandy Landry? Uh, Orleans Parish. They didn't call it for Mandy Landry yet, but municipal, Louisiana, New Orleans. Don't want 2023 elections. God damn it. Parish only. Let's see. That's just qualifications of candidates. So maybe it's Louisiana Secretary of State. Louisiana Secretary of State, New Orleans, mayoral elections. Is that the same thing? No, that's that's the same thing. Qualifications. I don't know. I might have to look this up and make a rant about it later, but I'm... There's there's a rant that I have coming that perhaps needs to be made regardless. Maybe I just maybe I can word it differently because this is ridiculous. All right, so let's refresh. All right. Is this Joe? No, it's Khalil. Oh, Khalil, I'm sorry. How's it going, Khalil? Pretty good. How you doing? Uh, not so good now because we have the worst possible candidate who ran for governor won won the governor's race. So that is not a good thing. So hopefully, abs- hmm? hopefully, you know, if they're not doing a good job, I'm hoping that they end up getting out like Trump did. I don't know. He's he's there for at least four years, and um, he's going to have a legislature that's going to support him because we're already guaranteed to have a Republican-controlled legislature. So uh, it, this is going to be a really bad four years for the state of Louisiana, um, which will give me a lot to talk about on my podcast, but 
I'd rather not have as much to talk about on the podcast. I'd rather talk about national issues, not have to complain about what a crap hole the, the state of New Orleans, the state of state of Louisiana is becoming. So yeah, my mom. Yeah, my mom doesn't like the state of Virginia. My mom doesn't like the state of Virginia. Were Virginia elections today as well, or were they? Are they coming up? No, I just let you. I just um, I'm not sure, but I know that my mom was saying because, like, in this state of Virginia, they put a lot of strangleholds on counselors uh-huh. as far as um, them being being out of state and studying. But then a person, a realty company can come in from out of state or out of town and build high-priced housing or right. high-priced apartments, and they don't do anything. They only they allow um, all these people to do all this stuff that's not good. Huh. Like, well, you, know. you know, if you – yeah, it's a problem because even in Charlottesville, you know, all we got is like a bunch of hotels and high-priced apartments. And one thing that bothers me is when people oversimplify the fact that Charlottesville is not that big of a place. Right. Like they they compare building hotels in Charlottesville with building them in New Orleans, D.C., Chicago, Boston, Virginia Beach. It's like, Mm -hmm. why are you oversimplifying that? Charlottesville is a small town. Right. Yeah, I mean, like one of the things I am – I do have a couple of drawings I I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the drawings is of a police officer, African-American police officer. Mm-hmm. And another drawing is of a, um, of a utility pole. But with the African-American police officer, I'm going to make a point with it. That um, you, can be a Afri- you can be a black police officer and still... Be proud of your heritage and not try to sell out like um, Sheriff Clark. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm going, and I'm hoping to, hoping to put it online and sell it. Hey, good good evening, Benny. How's it going, Benny Loco? Good to see you. Um, yeah, I hope so. If you put it up, let me know. We'll we'll, we'll put a link up to it, and we'll 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 let everybody know about it. So uh, you yeah. know. You know, we definitely want definitely want to help you out as much as possible since you uh, call into the show a bunch and you give good content to the show. So I definitely want to give you as much shout outs as possible. We appreciate you, Khalil. So, thank you. Um, you're welcome. It's my pleasure. I'm glad you call in a bunch. So I'm I'm glad to have your support. So just just you calling in is 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 good support. Good. It's good 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 calls. Like having good calls. So it's good to hear you. Every, good to call you, hear you as much as possible. So it's a good thing. So, anywho, anything else you want to chip in before I get back to the election uh, results? Also, um, I was wondering um, if uh, you know, like, um, you know, any. Um, sorry about that. I um, one of the things I noticed is I don't know if you noticed this, but in um, when there's protests. You got people like with armbands and people in suits and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I was at Occupy DC and there was a woman in a dress in a in a business jacket. Mm-hmm. And um, then there was um, another one in a business jacket, but the majority of the people there that were there were not in business jackets. Hmm. And uh, 
basically I was told that sometimes they, they have, they've had um, police officers, plainclothes police officers go and make sure everything goes smoothly at the park. Mm-hmm. So that's, that could have been what that was. Maybe. Cause they, yeah, because they were helping me clean up, and then not only that, they were talking to the police officer, the uniform one. Hmm. Never know, maybe. Yeah. But, All right. Um, it's this one. Have a good night. Well, thank you, Khalil. Always, as always, it's good to have you call in. Appreciate you, and you have a good rest of your weekend. You too. Awesome. Bye. As always, it's Khalil, and hopefully we'll get the link to uh, get Liberal Dan Radio at Gmail. If you want to send me your uh, link to whenever whenever you have anything to put up, I'd be more than happy to share it on the webpage uh, for liberal, at liberaldan.com, and also be happy to put it in the chat uh, whenever we have uh, whenever we have uh, the podcast going on to let everybody know uh, what you got going on. So bad news is, of course, uh, that we have a Republican governor elect in the state of Louisiana. Uh, the voters have failed us. Uh, we have managed to, but the voters have failed us. Um, but I, I do have a little bit of a rant on that. So I'm going to give that right now. So it appears that uh, the election has been called for the state of Louisiana and Jeff Landry is going to be our governor for the next four years. And one of the things I noticed during my election coverage is one of the things that helped Jeff Landry is the fact that Jefferson Parish had its council elections at the same time, which made me wonder, why doesn't Orleans Parish have its elections at the same time? If Orleans Parish would have its elections at the same time as the gubernatorial elections, it would help our statewide candidates during that election time. But no, instead, we have our elections at a different time. So, I tried to look it up. It's not very easily found. So I'll have to say that I'm ignorant on this fact, and I'll try and look it up. But there's either two ways that it's either set. It's either set at the state level, which if it's that, if that's the way it needs to be changed, then I have no faith in it being changed. But if it's at the city level, the city needs to vote, and the city needs to change the dates of the elections and put our citywide elections at the same time as the statewide elections. Because that way, we can have more people coming out to vote that will encourage more people to come out and vote. And as such, it would not only help get voter turnout in our citywide elections, but it will also help get voter turnout for the statewide elections and help our statewide Democrats get elected. But no, instead, the statewide Republicans got aided because you had Jefferson Parish elections today, you had a state Tammany election today, so the Republicans had other elections where they got to get out and vote. Meanwhile, we didn't. And that's one of the reasons why you are now seeing Governor-elect Jeff Landry. We need to do, if it's possible to do something about it, we need to do something about it now. Right. All right, you can. Let me just turn off the exploit a second, just in case Thomas happens to be seen, because he's in his shirt, but he's also in his underpants. So. <laughs> I'm not even finished my. I appreciate you waited to me finish my rant. I appreciate that a lot. Um, 
The Standardsville is north of Charlottesville, about 14 miles. I, I, lived, I loved living in Standardsville. It was beautiful, but it snowed. I mean, I like snow. It's been a while since I've seen real snow, but I like snow. Um, let's see. I have another rant to make. So let's do that before I get the five minutes left. Cause I technically have 18 minutes left on my blog talk chat, even though I'll still, I'll still keep going just to make sure I go until, um, the, uh, the Mandy Landry race is called. Cause I want to be petty about, cause Madison O'Malley did win one district. Mazel tov, Madison O'Malley. That'll be another video that I, that I create will be congratulations to Madison O'Malley for getting one district. You did it, girl. You get it. You got it. That's your, that's, that's your victory that you can claim. You won a precinct, one precinct. Mazel tov. Uh, anyway. Shoveling snow isn't a good time. No, it's not. Uh, although I did, when I was a kid, I would go shovel snow in Baltimore and I would make a little extra, few extra shekels to, to help me pay for some fun stuff. So anyway, other, my next rant. Because we have our new incoming governor, Jeff Landry, coming in, there is one thing that can be said, and that is that we have a failure on the part of the leadership of the Louisiana Democratic Party. And if there's anything that needs to be done in the upcoming elections for the Louisiana Democratic Party, that is that the party leadership needs to go. Katie Bernhardt needs to go. You had elections with no, with Republicans that had no opposition, who ran unopposed. If you would have had opposition against those Republican candidates, even if those Democrats wouldn't have won, they could have helped get the vote out for the Republican for the Democratic candidates, for Sean Wilson, and maybe you could have forced the runoff. But hey, you didn't care about Gary Chambers. You didn't care about Devontae Lewis. Why did you care about Sean Wilson either? I have no reason to think you'd care about that either. So <coughs> I'll edit that out. <coughs> anyway. You didn't care about Gary Chambers. You didn't care about Devontae Lewis. So I have no reason to believe that you cared about Sean Wilson either. You, Katie Bernhardt, need to go from the Louisiana Democratic Party leadership. We need better leadership in the party if we're going to be successful at all in this state. Because as of right now, what's going on in this state, we're in an abject failure. And it rests on your shoulders. So thanks a lot, Katie Bernhardt. You've done nothing good for this party. You need to go. And everybody who's out there, if you're progressive, you're liberal, you're leftist, if you see a change that needs to be made and you live in a district of somebody who has supported Katie Bernhardt, you need to go out there and you need to run this December and challenge those people to make sure that we get brand new, fresh blood in the party. Do it. I'm taking a drink now. Anywho, how are we doing on this? I'm still freaking shocked that they haven't called this race yet. <clears throat> Was still four precincts remaining? 
there can't be that many people in these four precincts that they're making it that it's this difficult of a race to call. I mean, I'll freaking call this race. I mean, come on. Oh, they finally called the race. <laughs> they called it. WWL has called the race for Mandy Landry. It's about time. Um, so, congratulations to Mandy Landry for winning the district. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, look. She won one with four left to go out of, was it 47? Forty-seven. Four left to go out of 47 total precincts. And the race has been called for vote Landry. <coughs> what an, an embarrassment for, I guess, a, I guess I should spell embarrassment, right? What an embarrassment for LA Demos and all of the elected officials and other supposedly important Democrats who got behind the charlatan that is O'Malley. Uh, Troy Carter. I can't find his... Uh... What an embarrassment for Allied Demos and all of the elected officials and other supposedly important Democrats that got behind the charlatan O'Malley. They heard you, Dan. Yes, I guess they did hear me. I want these seven. I want these four to be done. Oh, right now they're all done. They are all done. Look at that. All right. So boom, 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 boom. Let's see there. One. One, 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 one precinct. I mean, I guess it's a little hard to say whether or not that's really true. Simply because of the fact that it it is possible that of these 523 early votes that came in, maybe some of these early votes, Maybe some of these 523 of her, of her early votes compared to the 1,100 of Mandy Landry's early votes. Maybe some of these came from other precincts that might have made her win a second district or so. But yeah, it, it looks like only 1013 is, is the one district that Madison O'Malley won. 
don't threaten them with a good time. LOL. <clears throat> and that's twenty. And, and this district is like, you know, like Madison O'Malley, or Madison O'Malley, like won this district. Twenty-eight votes, twenty-one votes, thirteen votes. So of sixty-two votes, she got twenty-eight of them, and that's how she won that district. Meanwhile, like Mandy Landry got like 109 to 38 and one, 135 to 52 and one, 153 to 103 and another one. So like the district that she won was relatively small. It was a teeny tiny district. It wasn't a very big district, but she won one. So Mazel Tov. One out of 47 plus not, none of the other ones. But I'm going to be petty. We're good. I'm going to be very petty right now, and I'm going to make this video – it's shock, shocking, I know. I know you're shocked that I'm going to be petty and say um, I'm going to congratulate Madison O'Malley for winning one, for loaning herself $137,000 to only win one of 47 precincts. <laughs> Liberal Dan Radio would like to extend its warm congratulations to candidate Madison O'Malley who loaned her campaign $137,000 and managed to win one of 47 precincts in the election. Congratulations, Madison O'Malley. You did it. You won one of the precincts. So let's just, we can just upload that to YouTube now and just share it now to, uh, we're just gonna up. We're just gonna be petty now and upload that to YouTube now. I'm, I'm I'm hoping that doesn't hurt. Like do anything. I'm guessing I could upload to YouTube while I'm doing a live stream. I've never done that before. Um, let's see, upload video. We're not even gonna put a, a a teaser or anything. We're just gonna upload the video. Um, do, 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 do. Go to videos. Actually, let's just play it just to make sure it, it actually looks right and actually said everything that I wanted to say before I upload it. Because, you know, there's a chance I might have missed <clears throat> and God forbid, you know, I say something wrong and then have it look, have myself look silly. Well, I'm I'm muted. Am I muted? I am muted. Here we go. There we go. I think that's petty enough. I can actually edit it. Liberal Dan Radio congratulates Sin O'Malley for winning a single precinct. LOL in the district 
91 race for the Louisiana Legislature. The Louisiana many power players within the Louisiana Democratic Party backed Madison O'Malley against incumbent Mandy Landry. And Landry managed to crush her at the polls. Crush her at the voting booth. Crush her on election day. But O'Malley did manage to win one small precinct. So she has that to hold on to. I guess. Um, podcast clips, I guess. Done. No, it's not made for kids. Excuse me. Landry. Um, uh, Louisiana. 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 Patent fingers. Elections. District. I can't type tonight. Darn it. Maybe that, maybe that should be a check that I don't, you know, I, sh- I should end the show soon because, you know, uh, next, next, public copy close. I'm so very petty. I'm so very petty. I'm so very petty. I'm so very petty. I am so very petty. (laughs) Uh, Let's let's also send this to my wife, who will very much appreciate this as well. Hey, Jojo Mojo. Doing a petty betty, yes. Like, when I won't pay attention to the cat, so I should choose my wires. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, the first and the first post that I see on Facebook is one of the people who backed um, who backed Madison O'Malley. Anyway, so let's let we're just going to share this with the um So while Vote Landry did manage to crush 
the competition and win her re-election heartily or re-election without any problem despite the party going after her I did want to create this small congratulations video for Madison paste done and I think that'll be the end of the show too which is a perfect time to end the show um hey why not why not end the show right there I finished my pettiness I posted it to Twitter I created that one video and after the show is over I'll just upload this video the videos and make it end since uh, unfortunately Britt lost unfortunately Mandy won and really unfortunately uh, Madison Cawthorn uh, who knows probably humping his cousin's face or something and but that is the end of this special episode of Liberal Day and Radio talk from the left that's right I will be back on my regular time Monday at 8 p.m. Central talk about the regular episodes and regular stuff of the day um I don't know what else to say except uh, Louisiana is going to be have a hard next four years uh, because Jeff Landry is horrible, uh, piece of crap, and I really have nothing good to say about him. He's basically a Trump wannabe, and we are going to be in a lot of pain because of him. So silver lining to the very dark cloud, I'll have a lot of of content to talk about over the next four years so if you want to hear me talking about the horribleness of louisiana that's it so monday this is dan zimmerman with liberal day and radio talk from the left that's right hmm. here comes the music at some point it's taking forever there we go <laughs>
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.